podcast called uh, Dub Jellyson Podcast. He probably doesn't remember this at all. Yeah, we work together. It's easy. This is kind of real. I call it shit. And so it's really cool to get to be a part of that. Hey, you know how it is, bro. Hey, when you... You now tune into the biggest ever. We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's crazy. What's up, everyone? We're back with episode 135 of Dub Justin Podcast. David Gray, special guest, Purdue wide receiver, MVP of the Music City Bowl, Brock Thompson. Brock, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm great. Um, just doing this nice uh, Friday afternoon, you know, uh, sitting here with my puppy, Kona, you know, just looking outside, just checking out the weather. Cold as hell out here, man. It is. It is very cold. Um, that's one thing about Indiana. Uh, the weather is very unpredictable. You might. <laughs> I wake up and it's like 10 degrees in the morning and it's like 72 at like five. So yeah, it's, it's very unpredictable. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, first of all, how, how are the knees doing right now? Um, obviously. Um, so actually there, it's not my knee. Well, so my right knee, I tore my meniscus and, um, I, it's not my other knee. It's my tibia on both legs. So I, I don't, I'm not a thousand percent sure I have to get surgery on my left tibia yet. Uh, we're still talking about that, trying to see x-rays, you know, just see if like I really need the surgery on the other leg, but that's still up for debate. But on my right leg, I'm getting um, a rod taken out of um, my right leg because I already have a rod in there for Marshall. I got surgery there. So they're taking that rod out and they're putting a bigger one in and then they're, um, they're like doing some reconstruction on my uh, right meniscus. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot, man. It, it's definitely a lot. Um, this season has been, you know, it's been tough. But, you know, uh, I feel like sports in general, any sports, by persevering. I don't I don't think you'll ever play the game of football, like, 100% healthy. I think all athletes deal with some type of niche, bruise, like something that's not feeling right, you know. Like, not even just football, you know, basketball, any, any sport. Because, you know, it's physically demanding on your body, you know. We get days off, but like when it's during season time, you play like play every uh, every weekend. So like, and then you got practice on top of that. So yeah, it, it's it's physically demanding. So, but like I said, it's all about persevering. And I'm glad um I made it through the whole season. You know. Yeah, man. I mean, that just that I didn't know it was your tibia, like you like you mentioned. Um, that makes your performance in the Music City Bowl even that that much more impressive. Is it? Are you? Are you dealing with like micro fractures or something? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So uh, it's just over time. I've been playing sports, all sports, uh, since I was probably like six. So just uh, just me playing, you know, over time. Now your bones got a little weaker, so um, they've they've helped me out with that. You know, the uh, our training staff has been amazing. Our nutritionists, our um, my weight room coaches, they've all been amazing with it. Uh, my coaches like. Like limiting the reps in practice, it was hard, you know, because me personally, like I like practice because I, I get to work on things that I want to implement to my game that week. You know, like I like to switch things up, keep things like keep people keep keep people guessing because um, I feel like that's the that's, those those are what the most dominant receivers do in this game. You know, like they they throw a lot of things at you and then you never know what's coming. So like it's always I feel like it's a game of chess. You know, so it was difficult because I I would only practice like once a week, like. That, and that was all I could do because if I'd practice more, I was I was more at risk to uh, fracture my leg, like in like not like a clean break. So it was something we had to monitor seriously. And it, like I said, it was frustrating, you know, because of me. Like I love the game, you know. So every bit of it, like I love to embrace myself in it. And then throughout the season, did it just progressively get worse, or 
or yeah. did you like or was there a game or a moment where it was like okay now this is really bad uh iowa so we went in the iowa week i felt fine uh we um i forgot what play we called but i ran the route and um i just knew like i was like okay this is bad like really bad i finished the game and after the game um, i talked to the staff i talked to my coaches you know i sat them down I was like hey this is getting bad i think we need to take a look i got x-rays um that's when i found out i had refractured it um my tibia i refractured it and then um michigan state game i uh tore my meniscus on um i had got tackled and when I got up, it just it felt weird, you know. And I, I just I didn't know because I've never torn a meniscus. So I went to the sideline, I explained it all to him. We got an MRI, I think like two days after and found out it was a torn meniscus. And I mean, I've never torn anything in my knee, so i pardon me for asking this, but it does it feel I'm assuming that feels a lot different than when you tear your ACL. It's like when you tear your ACL, you're probably I mean we've seen the guys go down, but like yeah. tear your meniscus and then you keep freaking playing. Yeah. It, it, it actually didn't bother me at first. Uh, like when I had first did, I just felt a pop in my knee and um, they checked me out for the ACL. They said it was fine, but some ligaments in your knee, you can tear and keep playing. Like even some ACL tears, like depending mm -hmm. on how bad the tear is, you can like, sometimes some people can keep playing because everybody's body is different. Like everybody's body's, everybody's body reacts like differently, you know, to like certain things. So it just depends on who you are, man. And then as far as the future goes, do you know when surgery could potentially be? I know you're not positive that you're going to have it. And then what would be the timetable for that? Uh, so we're aiming for the 12th um, of January of this month. So we're aiming for the 12th. Um, it was supposed to be sooner, but it got pushed back due to COVID. Um, so yeah, we're aiming for the 12th. And then, um, if I need surgery in my other leg, um, we're probably going to do that a month apart. So we'll probably do the next surgery February 12th. And I, I don't believe that those ones would be super, like, it wouldn't be like an Achilles or, or anything like that. What would be the oh. timetable for that? Do you know that? So... I would, I would, uh, rough guess, I would probably say, I would probably say about, I would probably say about two to, two to six months, three to six months, nothing crazy, but just to give my bone time to heal, you know, just, I want to, I want to take as much time as I, I need possible, you know, I don't want to, because I felt like when I had came back, uh, when I had transferred to Purdue in June, I was so excited, like, I didn't really, I didn't really gauge, get to gauge myself and see where I was at, I just went straight in, like, I was so excited to get back out there and play, man, like, because I had missed the whole season of last year, so it was just a, a, a lot of emotions, so I didn't really, take my time as I should have but this year I'm, I'm definitely gonna take my time yeah and I'm hey I'm all for that we need you next year dude uh um and I, I want to talk about kind of the the whole year at Purdue yeah. um in a minute here but going into that Tennessee game how much did that mean to you I know you kind of talked about it with I mean just putting on for for Jackson Anthrop how much did that game mean to you and you wanted to be out there um, it meant everything to me. Uh, one because um, we we were down some guys uh, due to whether it was injury or other stuff. You know, we were down a few guys, and um, I just like I, I wanted to fill that role, and I I wanted to do it not for myself, but for like I said, Jackson. Like me and Jackson have grown uh really close over this like just the course of me being here for like 
what has it been, four months, five months? Like I've I've been here for such a short period of time and I've grown such a such a fond respect for him and just who he is as a not even as a player, but as a person. Like he's just a like he's just a great, great guy. He's a great dude to be around. So I just felt like I felt like not not that I owed him, but I felt like in a way I did owe him like to go out there and put my body on line for him because he's just such a he's just such a stand-up guy. Like he's been here for four plus years. He's um he he's he bleeds gold, black and gold through and through. Like so yeah, I, I just felt like he deserved a ride with a win. And I just felt like that if I played, I felt like that we had a better chance of winning, you know? So and then how much of a like how hard of a decision was that? Did you have to sit down with the coaches and be like, hey, I can actually go do this? Do you did you have to convince them at all? Or or were they like, okay, Brock, this this one's up to you? So I actually wasn't gonna play. Um, a lot of people don't know that. Um, I had went and saw the um, trauma surgeon that was doing my surgery, and he had he recommended me not to play. So um, I I called my coach and I said, hey, I don't think I'm gonna play. And I sat down with my dad and talked to him, and he was like, well, like it can't get any worse. I mean, you've been playing like this all year. I was like, he was like, but it's your decision. So I prayed about it, you know, and I, we were. Um, we were going to the airport and I had told Jackson, I grabbed him and I was like, hey man, I was like, I was like, I don't know how long I'll be out there with you. I was like, but I'm gonna play. I was like, all right, I was like, I'm gonna give you everything I got. I was like, and uh, the only way I'm gonna leave the field is if they carry me on a stretcher. And he looked at me, he was like, I appreciate you. You know, like I, I could tell how much that meant to him, you know, like for him to for him to see like that one of his brothers is actually like willing to put it all out there for me. And, you know, like I, like I said, uh, at the game, I'm willing to do that over and over for over and over again for him, you know, and it's not just for him. We have uh, many other seniors that I respect and love. Um, Tyler Witt, he's one of the O-linemen I grew close with. Um, he's a transfer from uh, West Kentucky. And we, we kind of shared similar, um, similar backgrounds when it comes to football coming from the conference USA. I played at Marshall. He played at West Kentucky and he's also a great dude. Um, so like they're all just great guys, man. Like not even just the seniors, the whole team. Like we're we're actually a family, and I feel like not just not just per se, just so I didn't play just for Jackson, like, but for everybody, you know, because like uh, we hadn't went, we hadn't won nine games since when two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, and I and, and that that's that's history, you know. Like uh, I wanted to, I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a contributor to that, and. Like, like I said, I'm, I would do it. I would do it over again tomorrow if I could, you know, so. Well, I mean, during – over the course of that game, it felt like you were – like you'd make a catch or missed a catch. Um, I don't want to bring that up, but um, – I mean, hey, yeah. okay, but you'd like be down on the ground and I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, dude, I don't know how the hell he keeps getting up and <laughs> wanting to go back. It felt like you went down and you were down like – you're like, okay. And then you got back like five or six times. Yeah, it was it was um it was it was rough, man. But uh God pulled me through. Uh thank God. Um he 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 pulled me through definitely. Um and I just kept thinking about just finishing. The only thing I kept saying is finish. Like I kept that's why I kept hitting the ground when I scored. And I was like finish. <laughs> because I was I was in a lot of pain. I was I was in a lot of pain. Um I um there was one play where I thought I was going to be done. I had, I ran um uh, a dig route and um I had slipped and then I got back up and he threw it and I and I missed the ball and I kind of sat there for a little bit because um I, it's kind of like a throbbing pain mm-hmm. that, that when I start to feel it 
and I felt it, and it was it was very painful. So uh, I went to the tent. Um, I was talking to the trainer, and he was like, "Hey, we got to be careful with this." And I was like, "No, I'm good. No, I'm good." And I tried to run out, and he grabbed me, and he was like, "Um, Brock, like we can't play with this because you can break your leg." And he was like, "If it hurts, then you have to tell me." And I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." So I went back out there, and um, I was I was fighting, man. I I I just I. I looked up at the score every time and we were just so close. And I, I just knew like I couldn't, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I would, but in a sense, like I would be frustrated with myself if I were to stop playing and say the game was close and God forbid we didn't win. And I know like I could have affected the game maybe in a positive way for us to get the win. So I just, I just had to keep fighting. Like us going into that game, I think um, we set a cap. I was only gonna play like 30 plays. That was out of the door in the first quarter. So, you know, I just I just kept rolling with it. I trusted in God. I had faith, you know, that he was going to cover me in his blood and keep me safe out there. So I just kept rolling with it. Well, yeah, going back to Tyler Witten and Jackson, the two guys you brought up, I think it was a first touchdown. Those were the first two guys to – Down there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy how that works out. It is. Those are my guys, man. Uh, not just them, like the whole offense. Like I, I've grown close with everybody: Eric Miller, Payne, Gary Miller, uh, King, Doguru, uh, Aiden, of course, um, Jack when he was here. Um, a lot of them, bro. I can name name. I can name the whole offense. You know, but I'm not gonna get into that. But like, I, it's all love with those guys. Like we we don't we we talk outside of football. Like here and there, I'm not gonna say we hang out every day or anything like that. But we talk outside of football. Like when we see each other, we stop and talk. It's not just a high and by. You know, like it, it, the feelings are all like genuine. It's all mutual. It's not just a football team. Like I really consider those guys like family to me. You know, so that that and that just makes it more. It makes it easier to go out there and like put your body on the line. I was the only one that did it. Like we had a few guys that played with the flu, like a few guys sick, like sick as a dog. Like Payne was sick, uh, Gary Miller was sick, and they came out there and fought. Like those type of things didn't get looked at or talked about, but like I know that. So like that that motivated me even more to go out there. Like okay, like I see I see my brothers are also out there struggling too. I got to go out there and fight for them, like just like they're fighting for me. You know, mm-hmm. that's special, dude. It is. It, 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 I'm sorry, to cut you off. It really is, man. Uh, to have a group like that, like of people like that, are actually coming together to win football games, you know, and for each other. It's not any selfishness. There's no egos. Like we all just want to play for each other and win. That's why I feel like next year is gonna be special. Man. Like we got a lot of people coming back, a lot, a lot of people coming back, and it's that culture, you know. We have that. It's the it's the fire and the and the want you know to want to get the win you know like we had like I said like not even just painting gear we had so many people playing with injuries like so many people bumped up bruised up and it was a bowl game you know like we could have went out there and just be like oh it's a bowl game you know like it, it's not it doesn't count but our whole mentality that week like Coach Brown like said like this isn't just a this isn't an exhibition game this counts you know like we're playing for something and it, like he said like the seniors deserve to with a win and. We, we we were fired up about it, you know. We wanted to get those guys a win, and I felt like we came out, you know, and performed well. And that brings up my next point, actually. Um, the whole opt-out controversy, obviously. Um, I mean, for, for me, I'm not in that locker room, but I respect, like, David and, and George, obviously. They're going to go on and make millions of dollars. You can't fault them for, for opting out of a bowl game, you know. Um, but, I mean, there's, 
there's a there's a lot of people in the media that are like, oh, all these people are are opting out of bowl games, they're soft, all this, all this, all that. Uh, what what do you kind of make of of all that's been made of of the? Um, so I know David personally. Um, I know George. I wouldn't say personally, but like I've talked to George many times. We've had conversations outside of football, and it's a thing about um, you. You don't know where these kids come from. You don't know their life story. You don't know the backgrounds. You don't know what they what they deal with off the field. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people forget sometimes that we're not just athletes. Like we're 20, 21, 22 year old young men that have lives outside of football. We have family that we need to take care of. We have we have things that we need to get done in our lives. So like for them to opt out, like I was, we were all fully for it. Like the whole team, like we all totally understand, like they have stuff they need to get done. Like, and for, if they were to come out and play the game, I feel I would have, like I told David, if he would have played, I would have been upset. Like I, I would joke with him, like, okay, stand up the year. Like we would always joke. I would always try to just play, throw, throw, throw stuff at him. Like, man, you got to stand up the year. Like we can, we can win the national championship, but I would always play with him like that. But all in all seriousness, like, like I, I have nothing but respect for people that opt out. I have nothing but respect for them because they're they're thinking about their future. You know, like say God forbid they did play in the game and they got hurt. That's like, like I said, you don't know his story. You don't know like what's what's going on behind the scenes. Like you you don't know like you know his life. So he he needs to he 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 needs to do that. Like not just him personally, but like people need to do that. You know, so they can take care of their families. You know, so you gotta play it safe. Like. And, and it, it might seem selfish to some people, but it's not, you know, because that's his career. Like you, you like, like me, it's different. Like I'm, I wasn't going regardless because I was hurt all year. So I got to get surgery and I want to, my dream has always been to win a national championship. So that's, that's my personal goal, you know, but for them, for those people that opted out, like I, I don't see a problem with it at all, you know, because they, they have to think about their careers like long-term, like, and it is a risk every time you do touch a football field. Every snap is a risk, like, you know, like whether you're getting injured or, God forbid, something bad happens, you know. So, uh, like I said, I have no, no, nothing bad to say about people who opt out. Um, I totally respect it. Um, and at the end of the day, man, it's just like, you know, you got to you gotta make it times for you, you know, because at the end of the day, like, no, no, they don't, you don't get mentioned with anybody else. Like they talk about you specifically, you know, like you, they don't, they don't try to party you in. Like you don't go into it with two people. It's just you by yourself. So at the end of the day, you got to think about what's best for you, you know? 100%. And I don't know if this is true of David, but the, I'm sure there's, there's countless guys that grew up in a single parent household. Um, they don't have a whole lot of money and they need to go to the NFL to, to provide for them and, and their family. So that's not selfish at all, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. You look at what happened to Matt Corral. Matt Corral yeah. easily opted out, snapped his leg. It's like – and then Jalen Smith, he probably missed out on God knows how much. He would have been a top five pick. Yeah, Rips- probably would have been the first. But but it goes both ways. Like, uh, Jerry Judy, um, two years ago when he played against Michigan in the Orange Bowl, like he could have opted out, but he played like yeah. it, it goes both ways, you know, like some people decide not to. Some people do. It's just a risk you take, man. Like it's just like life. Like every day you take a risk, like whether you're like walking down the stairs, walking down the street, you can slip and fall. 
break your arm or something like it's a risk man like so it's it, you have to you have to go you have to pray about it you have to go over with your family see what they how they feel and then you got to make that personally like personal decision like just like me like I could have chose not to play or to play like should I have played probably not but I did and thank God I, I made it through the game safely you know but like you said Corral he, he easily could have opted out he probably was a first round pick uh, I hope I hope he still is. I hope everything works out for him. You know, um, I, I commend him for playing for his teammates. You know, not opting out. But like I said, even if he would have opted out, I, I still respect it um, because, like I said, that's a personal decision. You know, because of like you said, like his background. You don't know. Like he 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 has people to take care of. You know, like he wants to start his life. Like whatever it is. You know, people have their own preferences. But yeah, yeah, I think that's a consensus pretty much. But then you got. Then you got these big name people kind of ripping on guys for often now, and then it becomes this whole thing. And it, I mean, it, it, it's it's all perspective, man. Like yeah. like like my dad played, like I said, played eighteen years in my being. So like mm-hmm. back in the day, like there wasn't, you know, no one that was never a thought like opting out or anything like that. And like my dad always shows me like all his broken fingers and <laughs> what how he can move his knee, how it's not attached to anything. Like, so it's all perspective, man. Like the the past generations of sports, not even just football, like it was grit, tough, like the 80s, the the uh, the Detroit Pistons, like that, that just style of play, not even just in basketball, but in sports in general. Like it's all changed, you know? Like, and now you got kids coming out at 19, 20 years old who started college early. Like these are young kids, like not even legal uh, legal to go to a, a club or a bar like and you got they're making life-changing decisions so like I said I hold nothing against those guys you know I have been respect for George and uh, David and I, I love those guys I talked to that talk to David here and now uh, probably every other day and um, I've talked to George a few times when he's, when he's came back um, since he um, opted out and you know like I said nothing but love and respect for those guys I, I can't wait to see them on Sundays and Mondays, you know, and Thursdays. So I'm, I'm excited. That's going to be wild because I think, I mean, they got all the tools to be perennial pro bowlers and make it just a difference. Just, just being on the same field with those guys, just watching them work. Um, you, they're, they're first class, they're first class guys. Like I'm not talking about athletes, they're first class uh, men. Like they're, they're good people to be around. And those are, in my opinion, those are the best, like those, those are the best players. Like they're genuinely good people, you know, at heart, like, like just talking to David, like he's just a. A lot of people don't know he's just a. He's a like he's a good human being. Like you know, like he's a great football player, but it just it just makes him look even better. Like he's a class act. Like he he stays after. He's the first one there. Like he's just a great dude. And the same with George. Like just a class act, both of them. And then, I mean, you, you obviously you talk highly of your of your teammates. Was it feel to be? be a part of that like family culture. I was talking about this with, uh, I think it was Jackson actually. It Purdue just feels like it's more together than maybe a, a Michigan or a Bama or a, or a IU, Ohio State, just because like a lot of the people that are Purdue fans like actually went to Purdue. It's not, yeah. you go, oh, I'm from California, but I like Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I, I wouldn't say, um, because I, I can't, I, I can't speak on that just because I'm not like I'm not in those, I'm not in those programs, I'm not in those like those locker rooms. So I don't, I personally don't know how those uh, those teams operate. But I know Purdue personally, like we're a very, like I spoke on earlier, we're a very tight group. 
Like it's a lot of love. Um, we all care about each other. Like we every time like we're out like outside of football, like we always make sure we're all good. You know, anything each other need, we're always there. Like we have group chats. Like any people, time you people need a ride, food, anything, like we're always there for each other. So I can personally speak for Purdue. Like you know, like we're really close. Like like I said, I consider them all family. Like for sure. What is it? What has the reception been like after the Tennessee game? By all the Purdue fans, um, man, I, like I, I tweeted out, uh, we have the best fans in the nation. Uh, that wasn't just a, well, that wasn't just me saying that. I really felt like that. Uh, our, our fans are amazing. Um, I've never experienced anything like it. Uh, no, not Marshall, because Marshall fans are always amazing. You know, the '75 gone forever, um, and I will always be a part of that. But Purdue fans are amazing, man. Like through thick and thin. I remember we were playing Minnesota, and it was a rough game for me um personally and um we were we didn't play our best that game and uh the weather was really bad and our fans were still out there cheering as loud as possible like our, our fans are amazing man like northwestern our fans came out packed house uh all the way games that were within reach like our fans are there like you can see them it's not just bits and pieces like you can look in the crowd and see where the fans are and they're loud proud man uh i love our fans um the the reception after the after the game um it's been crazy man um I've had a lot of fans DM me um I I, I love the I love the love you know I, I'm a I'm a loving person and I love people who genuinely care like I've gotten a lot of messages a lot of like a heart heart felt heartwarming messages like that are just like good games like people actually like saying so like a lot of stuff that's like you can tell it's like genuine you know so that's always that's always good to good to have from fans you know. And then what has this season been like for you coming in, like you said, transferring from Marshall? And then, I mean, being a part of one of the most special seasons in, in program history. It, it, I actually put it in words, man. It's surreal. Um, I grew up probably about four minutes from Ben Davis High School. Um, I, I've been in Wayne Township, um, K-12, um, and just growing up seeing, like, all the guys ahead of me. Um, go to Purdue or IU or local te- uh, local teams. And we've always had this saying, the best stays home, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so it's a personal thing for me, like when to like protect, not so protect, but in a way like put on for Indiana, like as a, as a state, you know, and for my, for my city, Indianapolis, um, 317 where I'm from. And like, it's a pride thing, you know? Like, you know, we always get to knock that Indiana's not a football state we play basketball, which is true. We, we are a basketball state. We also do play football. Um, we've had a lot of great guys come through here um, to stay in Indiana, a lot of them. And I feel like that's overlooked in a sense because we play football down here. We definitely do, especially in the MIC conference. Um, I can't speak on any other conferences because I didn't play in those, but me personally, the MIC, I feel like it's one of the best um, high school football conferences in the country. And that was, like I said, that was just a pride thing for me. But transfer from Marshall, to here it was um it was a jump because I, I was four hours now I'm 45 minutes from home so it's a big difference like I can go home now see my family and when I first got in um it was like I said I was filled with a lot of emotions because I was I was ready to play like mentally like like spiritually I was always all in it I was ready but my body wasn't all the way there I tried to rush it me and they told me to take my time but me being who I am 
I I, I want to like you know I like, I get impatient sometimes when it comes to the football because I played football for so long and I, I genuinely love the game. So I, as soon as they told me I was cleared, I was ready. Like I didn't want to wait at all. Like I was out there running. Like it was it it was tough though because I had to I had to turn it back a little bit because I started having some pain again in my legs before the season and like the guys were there though like that's how I feel like we grew so close like the guys were there for me the whole season picking me up you know telling me like hey man like take your time like we're behind you on this like then and that's what made it like even more special to be a part of this because like I said it's really a group of guys that like really care you know like we're all together and I feel like that's what has made it probably the that was probably the most special thing about this team, like how close we were, like all offensive defense, like the locker room, always all you hear is laughing and people playing it and like forcing with each other. Like it, it it's amazing, man. It, it was it was a blessing to be a part of this. Like it was it was definitely a blessing. But we definitely have more in store next year. It is it is going to be it's going to be a special new year next year for Boiler Nation. No doubt. One of my one of my favorite things is uh I have David Bell on Snap, and he always yeah. posts those videos of Jackson, and they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah he this one with him. Him and Jackson, man, they're, they're, <laughs> they are peas in their pod. Like, they are – like, when I first got here, you could already tell. So, in our meeting rooms, they sit next to each other, and they're always messing with each other. Like, always touching each other, making jokes. Like, those two guys are hilarious, man. Like, our whole receiver room, like, we're all probably- – my, my Marshall receiver room, uh, I'm very close to those guys. I still talk to those guys, a lot of them every other day. And But, like, my Purdue receiver room, we're just as close. Like, we all talk to each other outside. We all hang out. Like, we're really close, man. Like, really close. I mean, looking once – you're, once you're removed from your Purdue career, what what game do you think you're going to look back on most fondly from, from that first year? I mean, you could go – any of – I mean, there's the four that jump off the page of me, obviously, Ohio – or uh, – Iowa and Michigan State, and then IU routing them, and then this Tennessee. Is the Tennessee game going to be the one that you look back on most fondly, you think? Um, that's a hard question. Um, I, I want to say the Tennessee game just because of um, the perseverance of it, you know, me just fighting through it the whole game and just, like, how the whole team fought to the very end. Like, we, that was a, that was a great team win, like, we had a lot of guys step up. Like our O line played amazing. Tight ends played amazing. Running backs played amazing. Aiden played amazing. Um, our defense got stops when we needed them. Like they played great. But it it probably be the Tennessee game. Probably be the Tennessee game. Just because I, my little brother was there, he didn't get to come to a lot of games, and he, um, as you know, like I, that's why I wore twenty nine this year. So for him to come to that game, you know, and see me actually like play, like it was it was special, man. It was definitely special. Dude, there's no way you weren't succeeding with him in the building. There's nah. no way. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what's crazy? Every game, uh, every game I played good, he was there. It's kind of kind of crazy. And another thing is that it's kind of also crazy. So my brother played Ohio State, played basketball. Um, and every game I every game I scored this year, I visited those places sometime throughout my life. It's kind of weird. I visited Michigan State my junior year on a visit with uh a few of my high school teammates, Reese Taylor was there. Um, I, I visited um, Michigan. I visited um, Ohio State. Like I said, my brother was there on his official visit. I got I got a picture with Urban Meyer and Braxton Miller 
um, on his official visit. Yeah, it's crazy. And then um, Tennessee, uh, when I came out of prep school, before I went to Marshall, I went on an um, a unofficial visit to Tennessee. So it's kind of kind of weird, kind of creepy, you know, how, how all those things playing out. Yeah, everything plays out for a reason, man. You just got to trust and believe. Like, that's one thing, like, I, always, I want to – my imprint to be left on um, the game, you know, like, whether I, whether I have a long career in NFL or not, like, I just want people to know that, like, you can persevere through anything. You always got to – if you believe – if you don't believe in yourself, then nobody's going to believe in you. You got to – you got to be willing to bet on yourself every time, like, whatever you do, whether it's school – tic-tac-toe like you, you got to be willing to know and believe and trust in your abilities that you're gonna win you know so that's that, that that's one thing i want to be remembered as you know someone that believed in themselves no matter what well you're definitely going to be remembered for that um before we hop off here i mean you you already brought it up a little bit but next year it, i've been a purdue fan my entire life this is the most excited i've been for mm-hmm. purdue football ever i mean the future's so bright. What's what's the kind of feeling in the amongst the guys in the locker room going into next year? We're, we're all ec- ecstatic. If, if uh, try to use a big word, we are all um, <laughs> very, very happy, um, very excited. There's a lot of uh, emotions. There's a lot of uh, as we call it, juice energy. Like we we're we're all ready. Like because we know that was just like a taste. You know, nine and four, great season great season uh but that, like I said that was just a taste we we have the ability we have the players uh we have the best coaching staff in the nation like we 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 are headed in the right direction full steam on that train like we're we're ready to go into ne- next season and we're we're ready we are ready thousand percent uh how fun is it to play in Jeff Brom's offense I want to ask you that too uh amazing he's uh he's a, a maestro like he he's like uh how can I put this? He his like he has such a great mind for the game of football. Like he just draws stuff up, and it's just it just looks it just looks right. Like you don't even like he before he even says anything, it just looks it like it looks like it makes sense. Like his his mind for the game of football is amazing. He's a great leader. He's a great guy. Like I talk to him a lot, um, and you, that's just a guy you want to go out and play for. Like that's I feel like that's another reason it makes the offense work because we all believe in what he calls. Like no matter what it is. We believe when what he calls and when he calls it, we all want to go get it done. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up. We went a little over time, so apologize for that. But man, hey, man. Good. thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I had a lot of fun, and I mean nothing but the best to you going forward, both personally and on the football field. I, th- I thank you uh, for having me on here. Uh, it's been a it's been a blessing, you know, to, for for to get on here and talk with you, man. Um, I hope to see you next season um, in the in the stands, you know, at the games. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be special. Twenty twenty two, next season for the Purdue Boilermakers is gonna be one, one a season to remember, definitely. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too, man. Peace. Peace out.